Children, I was prepared to talk with you this morning and ask you some questions about your conversations with the Lord. I'm assuming that you have them. Do you know what your conversations to the Lord are called? Thank you. Prayers, you're right. And you need to be in constant contact with the Lord, talking to him every minute of your day, in good times and in bad times. In good times to say thank you, in bad times to ask for help. Whatever you can do, it's good to be in conversation with that Lord who is your God. But we'll talk more about that because we meet that in our text today. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And the next piece that comes in the all things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. So this word, you know, it's a strange name for Jesus, isn't it? Word. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was Jesus. In the, the word. But anyway, the word, as you heard it, in Genesis, God said, let there be, and there was. Let there be, and there was. Let there be, and there was. This word we often attribute just to the Father. No, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. That's one of the problems we have with this Trinity business, is that we can't quite keep it separate, and yet cannot understand why we have to always keep in mind that all three are always there, and always in agreement, and always doing what's appropriate for us. So we enjoy very much the Word of God that comes to create our world. Now he came into being, in him was life. Think about that. Not just the buildings or the land or the water or the stars or the moon or the sun, but life. Life came through him. And that life was the light of... Do you know that's why you enjoy each other's company is because you're alive. It's kind of hard to talk to something that isn't alive. A piece of wood or a stone or even those who have gone before us and are no longer with us as alive. But being alive was very important. It's the life, the excitement. And he's talking about the life was the light it's the light in us and the light we say when we're done with a, a yoga in a chair. Have you ever tried that? You're welcome to come to the village and give it a try. It's on Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> but at the end of that, the instructor says, the light in me notices and honors the light in you. Isn't that neat? The light in me notices and honors the light in you. I remember very well when, when Henry Nouwen went back to visit his friends at the monastery. He was talking about that and they were sharing all that's going on in their world together. And all of a sudden the student that Henry had looked at him and says, I see Jesus in you. 
And Henry thought for a moment, and then he says, it's the Jesus in me, it's the Jesus in you that sees the Jesus in me. So we see life in each other, and we appreciate that life because it's part of who we are. Now Jesus then claims there's a tough part of this text. But there was the fact that that light shines in the darkness, the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God. You know, I was thinking of, you know, all the people that belong in each congregation. And are you at times being sent by God just to be at dinner with somebody or to go to visit someone or to write a note to someone or to read someone else's note to someone who can no longer see? Or do you think about that as being those moments when you share that light and you're being sent by God to somebody? I think that happens. I think you're many times asked to go as God sends you. Now the task is, his name was John. No, you aren't all John. But maybe enough. Joanne maybe could be different too. Anyway, he came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light. That's important for us to remember. We don't have to be the light of God, but we need to bear witness to the light of God by just being who we are. Just being who we are. He came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. It's still coming into the world. That's what the incarnation is about. That's what the birth of the child in Bethlehem is about, is there's light coming into the world. Now, he was in the world. You remember now the rest of the story of Jesus. You don't have to stay with just his, his birth or his escape to Egypt and coming back after King Herod dies. All those things you don't have to think of. You can jump all the way ahead and think of his whole life, all the things that he did in touching people's lives or people wanting to touch his life, wanting to hear from him. I'm always amazed that whatever the one word that Jesus said or the one phrase he says or the whole sentence he says or the whole paragraph we never hear because it's not written down in the Bible, Whatever it is that somehow he changes people's lives with maybe just the word. It's, maybe it's just the light. We see the light in the Lord and know that. He was, came into the world. The world was created by him. That's what it means by he came into being through him. And yet the world didn't know him. The world does not know the way of Jesus, or the way of God. Be aware of that. God so loved the world, but that doesn't mean the world so understands what God is about. It's the people of God that have to somehow share that. He came to his own, and his own people did not accept him. No need to explain that. But to the people who did receive him, those who believed in his name, 
He gave power to become the children of God. Now, I always say that with a little hesitation because every once in a while I meet someone who did not have good parents. And so they have a hard time thinking about being a child of God. They have a hard time of thinking of God as father. They have a hard time of thinking of God as mother. It just doesn't fit for them. But I want you to know that there are enough who do. And there are those even who have a horrible experience of growing up. Find someone in their life who becomes for them father or mother. And I can still remember the psychiatrist who gave me classes when I was in Pennsylvania and said, you know what you're going to be, preacher? Says you're going to be mother to everybody you're near. And you may as well get used to it. And it's so in many, many ways. We, because we're bringing the ability of people to become the real children of God. God who cares for them and watches over them. Children of God who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now here comes the other powerful piece of this from the creation to this section here. And it says, the word became flesh and lived among us. That's the story of Jesus. And it's good for you to read it in, in every form. So take some time between now and the beginning of Lent to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It shouldn't take you long. And you have time to read the newspaper. So you should have time to read the story of Jesus. And read it. You know the story of Jesus is also written in Paul's letters, but you have to read them all and then kind of decipher what he's saying to you. But you can read it very easily by looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we're discovering here in John, he has a whole different way of looking at it. You notice that John really doesn't give you a birth story? Mark didn't either. So you have to learn how to sort through and begin to see what is he trying to tell you? What's important for you in this text that's going to reach for your life? And then John testified to Jesus. He cries out, This is he of whom I say, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. All that is is telling you that Jesus lived before any of us ever lived. And we may as well be aware of that. From his fullness we receive grace upon grace. The, the, the law indeed was given through Moses, and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. I must tell you, if you read carefully in Genesis, you begin to discover that God's grace is already there. Yes, indeed. Again and again and again. And each time the prophets sting out to the people and tell them they've been bad, he also puts a little bit of grace and understanding in there. And that's what you were reading today from Jeremiah. That you have a, always have some grace upon grace coming from God in that Old Testament. 
but Jesus makes it clear and full and easy for us to understand. No one has ever seen God. It's God the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. So we have this powerful beginning to John's Gospel that speaks from everything from creation to the end of the world, because it's there, and it always has and there was somebody who was sent by God. And think about that, because that's a piece you must, you must spend some energy on. Are you being sent by God to a simple little task or just to be there for the children or the grandparents or the aunts and uncles or the friends and neighbors? It's who the Lord wants you to be, to always bear witness to the one who is the life of all. Amen. Good to chat with you today. We're going to sing a hymn.